Welcome to the Teacher Transition Podcast, where we celebrate the amazing things former teachers are now doing outside of the classroom. And where teachers who are considering making a move of their own can find the resources, guidance, and support that they need to take their next steps. I'm your host, Allie Parrish, and I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome back for another episode. There has been so many good things going on lately. Let's start with some shout outs before we hop into this week's podcast episode content. First off, let's start with Angie. You guys, Angie has been working on and preparing, like paving her personal path for over a year. And she has done a remarkable job. It has been I mean, really inspiring to see the ownership that she has taken of her own path, the skills that she has developed, the personal initiative that she's taken. She is currently interviewing with multiple companies and she has had multiple rounds of interviews. She is just so close to having a door open or multiple doors, and then she's going to need to to choose which door to go through. And we've talked about some of the resources that we have in the membership and in the find your next dream job course that can help her um, clarify of the multiple opportunities, which one she wants to take. Angie, I'm, I'm so excited for you. Your work is amazing. Your portfolio is beautiful. You've developed so many skills and I've really enjoyed seeing the clarity that you've had as in the process, as far as what you want to do and how to do it. I'm, I'm really excited, excited for you and to, excited to see which doors open and and which one you choose to take. So super excited for more to come there. Uh, we also have Rosie. Did I mention Rosie in last week's episode? I'm not sure. But Rosie landed a really cool job at an education company, and she is going to be leading a team there. So excited about that. I uh, loved hearing you know the questions that she had in our career coaching calls and our, our group coaching calls. Uh, things as far as negotiating salary and and so much more. So excited that you've been able to get that support and the one-on-one help as well. So excited to hear more about what you're going to be doing. We have Sung. Uh, Sung has recently, just this week, he got his instructional design certificate and his learning uh, developer certificate. And I just love seeing what he's been creating, the skills that he's been gaining and learning things that he's added to his portfolio. He has applied at multiple companies. He's had some interviews and he's just continuing to go forward and and lean into the process. So good things are coming your way. So you're just, you're going about it, right? Super exciting. Okay. We also have Linda. Linda has been in our instructional design course for about a year, maybe a little bit over a year. She, three months after Signing up for the course, she actually landed a training job and timing with personal life and family and things wasn't quite right. Well, she's landed more opportunities and she just took one at, uh, at a cool company as an instructional designer. She's in, yeah, in the instructional design course and she's in the membership. So excited to hear more about that and see that 
unfold. And I also know that she's working on some, some other goals as well. So I'm super excited about that. Great job, Linda. And then we also have Becky. Becky has also been in the instructional design for course for a good while. And she has just really been intentional in developing a lot of skills. Her portfolio is gorgeous. And she just landed a job at a really, really cool company doing instructional design work. Um, so proud of you. So proud of you. I've loved, loved seeing what you're creating and, and everything that you're doing in your process. Becky is in the course and she's in the membership. Good job. And I know Becky's working on some other goals as well. And yeah, I'm so excited to see what's happening there. As far as process goes, you guys, each one of these individuals has been going about this for different amounts of time, right? Rosie's been in the membership for just a little bit. Angie's been preparing and paving her path for well over a year. And holy smokes, she's got some amazing skills and great portfolio work and a whole lot of clarity to show for it, right? Like I mentioned with Linda, as far as process goes, she's been working on this for a good while. And she's had other opportunities come her way and her timing and her path. Everyone's personal path and timing is, is personal. And so great job with the process for everyone and some with continuing to apply. Yeah, just great job, you guys. Ah, so exciting. So exciting. Okay, let's hop into it. So last week, we talked about an insider teacher who met with me in a one-on-one. -on -one. And of everything that we could have talked about, of everything that she could have asked about, the one thing that mattered most to her that she wanted to discuss was how to go about her resignation conversation with her school. Because it mattered so much to her that it was positive and that they wouldn't feel abandoned, and that she would be able to have a sense of confidence and loyalty and dignity in how she was going about it. Can I just say how much I admire the teachers that are in our membership? Because they really care not only about their personal career path and their future, but they care about how they're going about things and that they're going about things in a dignified and a positive way. I'm so impressed. Uh, it might sound funny to say like, I'm so proud of you guys, but I, I really am like you're incredible examples to me and, and thank you so much for that. So, so last week we talked about the conversation, conversation that she and I had we, in our, in our podcast episode, we talked about that and we talked about how to approach the resignation conversation with confidence. Now in this week's episode, we're going to talk about four ways people go about resigning what to do and what not to do. Also, because an insider teacher in our membership asked this week about how to resign respectfully and they wanted some help with exactly you know what to say, how to say it, we've added some new resources in the membership. So you can log into the portal. You're going to get help with exactly that. You can see what to say, how to say it. You can even use the, the teacher letter resignation templates that we have for you there. Simply grab and go about it in a way that you're comfortable and confident with for your letter of resignation. Um, if some of you are like, wait, what are we even talking about with the membership? You can always find that at teachertransition.com forward slash member. Okay. So let's go about this episode and talking about what to not do and what to do instead. We're going to go about this in the order of from worst scenario to best case scenario. Okay. Some things that you're going to see are like good, better, and best, how to go about it. And you're going to see, you know, 
sometimes like good might be good enough. I, I didn't go about it. You know, in hindsight, I can see ways that I could have gone about it even better. Okay. And that's okay. So let's go ahead and jump in so that you can learn through all of this and go about it even better, right? For your personal path. Okay. There are multiple ways people can go about resigning. For some people, it is simply a letter of resignation. For other people, it's more of a conversation. And for others, it's even more than just a conversation. It's a collaborative process. First of all, I want you to take yourself out of a teacher position. I want you to imagine yourself in the role of an administrator. You've worked for an extended amount of time with this group of people, of educators. You've been invested in and helping them personally and individually, helping them as educators develop. You want what's best for them. You've been serving and working together. And you have a relationship, right? You've, you've worked for however, however long together. Maybe it's a year. Maybe it's 10 years. Maybe it's longer than that. Then one day, as you go in your office, you randomly have a note on your desk saying one of your close teammates, one of these people that I've described, they're going to peace out, right? They're on to do something different. And to you, this is completely out of the blue. Okay. You can imagine there could be multiple different feelings, different ways that administrators go about that or, or feel when that happens. Now, I want you to put yourself back in the shoes of the teacher. How can we go about this in the best way while ensuring that we are meeting our needs and at the same time that we're being cognizant of the needs of our coworkers and our community school? We want to when going forward from the school, we want to ensure that we're leaving the school better than we found it and relationships as intact as possible. So let's talk about this from a good, better, best standpoint. What would be good? You know, it'd be good to have a good letter of resignation. What would be better? It would be better to have a good conversation and a good letter of resignation. What would be even better than that? What would be the best? A good conversation, a good letter of resignation, and strengthening the school while building a bridge to the next opportunity that you want in a collaborative process with your school or administrator. Now, I know, I admittedly, I know that hearing that best case scenario it might sound over-idealistic, okay? It might, might sound like too good to be true, but I'm going to be sharing some examples and actual insiders who right now are going about it this way, and you're going to see how not only is it is it good, not only is it leaving, you know, relationships on a positive note, but it's actually going to help these teachers to land the next opportunities that they want, okay? So we'll get to that, but first, let's start with what to not do. Okay, we've got four different ways of going about this. I'm going to list all of them right now, and then I'm going to dive into details on each. First way to not go about this is post and ghost. Okay, the second way to not go about this is it's not me, it's you. 
The third way, which is a good option instead of the options we don't want to do, is the positive peacemaker postcard. And then the fourth option is the bridge builder. Okay, it's kind of the best case scenario. So let's hop into each one of these. What are they? What do I mean by them? What can we learn from them about what to not do and what to actually do? So number one is post and ghost. This is when you simply either don't show up because you're done, or maybe you just quit that day. Let them know, right? Here's here's what I'm posting, like a social media post, for example, but or here's my letter of resignation. I'm just going to post this right here and I'm peacing out. I'm done, right? Now, I understand sometimes you have, you know, for some teachers and some scenarios, there are absolutely certain needs that need to be met. Maybe you have stayed longer than you should have stayed, maybe for your own psychological well-being, maybe for your own physical well-being, maybe for safety reasons, whatever it might be. There are few examples and times when this is, you know, a needed route. And for one reason or another, that might need to be the case. But I I would offer that that those circumstances are pretty rare. We want you to have a peaceful path. We can help you know, with preparation for that. Um, and if you need um, more kind of intensive care, um, we, we can help with some of that as well or refer you to people that can help with that. But we, in all healthy circumstances, we want you to be in healthy circumstances. We want you to be able to choose a better option than post and ghost, okay? To not just ghost your school. It can leave others, you know, your, your coworkers as well as your principal in a bind, um, needing to find other people. But Obviously, you need to do um, what helps you to be healthy and in a good place, but we also want you to be able to have a preparation path so that you are in a good place now as well as with where you're heading. Okay, so number one, post and ghost. When you're healthy and, and in a good place, we want you to be able to choose a better a better option than that, okay? All right, number two, it's not me, it's you. You know, in dating relationships, how there can be what some people call a DTR, like a determine the relationship, like, hey, we need to have a conversation. And then it's like, eh, we're actually going to be wrapping up this relationship. This isn't the right relationship for us to be in. And then sometimes with the conversation about it, you know, people will oftentimes say, oh, it's not you, it's me. And they kind of take ownership or just kind of a, a bless your heart kind of a comment. Uh, this is the opposite of that, right? This is saying, um, you know, it's not me. It's actually you. Okay. So this is, we don't want to do this. This can be things like blaming or accusations, fault finding, and it just gets really ugly, really fast. Okay. We can actually stay in a better place or come from a different standpoint. You know, even if it's true, okay. Even if it's true, if you feel like, you know, this school or district or kind of the ecosphere, something about your school is just unhealthy, dysfunctional, whatever it might be. We want you to be able to choose one of these latter options that we're going to be talking about. There are so many things that you can focus on in a letter of resignation. We want you to be able to look back positively on what you communicated. We want you to not have to, you know, ruin a relationship or, or have it get ugly. Okay. It is okay to be honest about feedback and areas for improvement. Oftentimes, companies have, you know, or school districts, they'll have an exit interview, a place where they can learn what can be improved. But a letter of resignation, 
is not the appropriate place for extensive feedback by any means, okay? You know the principle of just because you can doesn't mean you should. That principle can apply here. So even if there is something that you can say, you know, you can save that for an exit interview or a time to appropriately provide feedback. And if it helps to practice or soundboard with a friend of what to say in that kind of a, an exit interview, that can be a great way to be comfortable and confident, or we can always chat in one of our group coaching calls about what to say and how to say that. Okay. Let me clarify that it is more than okay to share your needs to a degree in a letter of resignation. We just want to ensure that a, a letter of resignation is simply that, a letter of resignation. It doesn't need to be a laundry list or a recounting of what hasn't gone well for however long of a time period. It simply needs to be a letter of resignation, okay? And we can get it done without having it be a laundry list or kind of a written out therapy session, so to speak, right? I know so many of you can relate with me about that, right? You're like, I just need to vent or I just need to say what needs to be said and put it out there. There can be a time and there can be a place for that. It doesn't have to be your letter of resignation, but it is okay at the same time to include a line or two that might relate with rationale for your decision-making, okay? So, and we can go over some examples of that in a bit too. All right, let's go to number three. This is the positive peacemaker postcard. On a scale of good, better, and best, this is good or, or better, okay? This is intended to leave your administrator and your coworkers on a positive note, letting them know what you've appreciated and what you've decided, okay? This acknowledges the good, it points out the positive, and if you're in a hard spot and challenging circumstances, let's be honest, Sometimes it can be hard to think of things that were positive, right? Especially if you feel like you're not in a good place anymore. So let me list out some things and you can reflect on some things. If things are coming to mind, feel free to jot those things down while, while listening. But think of wording that you could incorporate or positive things that you could refer to. You can say things or reference things like many wonderful students. And yes, you can say this, even if there were also many students that weren't wonderful, okay? It's a, there were some that were great, right? So we can point those ones out instead. You can reference great coworkers. And yes, you can say this, even if it might not apply to 100% of the coworkers that you've worked with. There are definitely some that are great, you can reference those, even good friends, okay? You can point out that it's been a privilege to serve in our school's community. Do you love the area where you teach, right? The people, the community. You can reference that. You can point out appreciation for the school district or the school organization that has spent thousands upon thousands of dollars and so many hours invested in your professional development. You know, and even while saying this, I'm thinking about some of the professional development we had for four years, multiple sub days every year. And I was learning, it was all focused around the arts. They wanted to improve the arts in our district. You know, I'm all for that. But I'm also remembering, you know, there were hours spent 
where our professional development didn't align with my uh, personal interests, right? Where I was learning and practicing how to stand and move like a tree. I'm being serious, right? Move like different adjectives, like different adverbs or different adjectives and, and things like this so that we would learn how to incorporate strategies like that for our classroom. The PD, the professional development didn't relate at all with my personal interests as far as content goes. And yes, there were many days when I had a hard time being there or in other professional development, especially if I didn't feel like I was getting much out of it. And yes, I'd made sub plans to be there and there were papers to grade and things that needed to get done back in my classroom, right? But do I need to point all of that out in my letter of resignation? Nope, not at all. Okay. There were countless others, as far as coworkers go, leaders who've been positive influences, you know, hours of professional development that did align with my personal interests. And not everything that we do always has to align with our personal interests, right? But the fact of the matter is that your district has been invested, you know, with their time, their energy, their effort, their, the, the finances, they've been invested in your development. And you can simply acknowledge that and point it out. Okay. I didn't need to point out, like I couldn't, I couldn't stand hours of acting like a tree. Okay. So we want to just point out the positive. So what does that sound like? Okay. Let's go ahead. I'll share my my letter of resignation. Is it perfect? Nope, not at all. But I wanted it to be something positive. And I wanted to write it in a way that I would feel confident looking back on at any time in my future. As far as background context in my school district, they simply, you know, in the spring, they would put a paper in each of our teacher mailboxes, which were located in the office. And on that piece of paper, we would just put a check mark on if we'd be back the next year, or we'd put a check mark in a box letting them know that we wouldn't be back the next year. And this was simply to let them know in the spring if they needed to hire more teachers for the next year. And if we indicated on the paper that we were not going to be there the next year, then there was a section that we could fill out on the form. So having seen that paper for years, I simply assumed that that was how we went about it. So I simply took some time, prepared this, thought about it. You know, how am I going to say this in a way that I can feel really confident about? And I wrote my letter of resignation on that paper. Now, keep in mind that I knew this was going to be turned in and read by my administrator. And I considered him to be a really good friend. I wasn't trying to slam anyone. I simply knew I needed to be doing something else. I needed to continue growing. And I knew that for myself very clearly. Okay, so that is the background of the letter. Let's go ahead. And here is what it is. The voluntary resignation form. This is, and, and they wrote this first part out and then I mine comes after that. This is my official notice of resignation from Nebo School District. My reasons for resigning are as follows. Okay, that's the lead in and here is what I wrote. I have been extremely fortunate to work in Nebo School District for seven years. Within my first few years, I experienced a lot of dynamic learning and growth. Since the beginning, I have sought out many opportunities to learn, 
grow, and be enabled to contribute more beneficially. Attending conferences every year, presenting in conferences, receiving technology training, providing technology training for teachers in my district in the summer, working with publishing companies and curriculum developers to provide what our students need, pursuing a master's degree, becoming endorsed in math, being a mentor to university cohorts and student teachers, producing pacing guides and providing them to teachers district-wide, etc. In the past four years, I've been expected to attend math meetings that I have already taken, recognizing that I was not that excited about repeating the content helped me acknowledge my desire to pursue areas of greater interest and desired influence. Within the past couple of years, I have actively sought out opportunities for new growth and broadened influence beyond the walls of my own classroom and with content that I'm more passionate about. Resignation in my particular case comes in an effort to fulfill both of those needs of growth as well as, and then in italics I wrote, broadened influence, and also in hopes to work more closely with my primary areas of strength and interest, which relate largely to principle-based content with a wider audience. Thank you, Alexandra Parrish. Okay. Did you notice how at the beginning I tried to point out the positive of of ways that my, you know, district has been invested. How did I say it? I've been extremely fortunate to work in Nebo School District. Okay. Within the first few years, I experienced a lot of dynamic learning and growth. Uh, anyway, so many things that my district did that were beneficial for me. You know, absolutely. They were very invested in my growth. And this letter of resignation form says very clearly at the beginning, my reasons for resigning are as follows. So I knew I needed to give rationale. And I just pointed out the pattern of needing more growth, things I had done, what I had tried to do to have that growth. Okay. So I, I felt good about pointing out the positive, being clear about the, the pattern of needed growth and development. I didn't want to feel like I was burning a bridge. I simply wanted to continue moving forward, okay? But in hindsight, I can also see some things I could have done better. You bet. And I'm not talking about a letter of resignation. I'm talking about having more than a letter of resignation. I didn't want to just not burn a bridge. I can see now that it would have been even better to be in the category number four of being a bridge builder. And of not just having a letter of resignation for my administrator to see, but actually having a conversation or having him be a part of a collaborative process. So let's talk about category number four, teachers that go about resigning in a way that builds bridges to what they want in the future. Okay. We've had multiple podcast episodes with former administrators and each of them, when I've asked them about resigning and how to go about it well as a teacher, they've recommended having a conversation with the administrator. Okay. You can do this in a way that makes you into a bridge builder. What does a bridge builder's process look like? First of all, when you start to feel that nudge, right? a little bit of almost an uncomfortable feeling of, I need to be doing something different, something more. 
Okay. At that point in time, you can initiate a conversation with your administrator. It doesn't have to be a, I've come to this conclusion kind of a conversation. It can be more of, I'm starting to have these thoughts. I'm starting to feel, and I recognize these things. You can involve them in the process. Okay. Now this is easier to do if you feel like your administrator is interested in and invested in your well-being and in your growth. I personally worked with administrators where I absolutely felt like that was the case. If that wasn't the case, I don't know that I'd feel really comfortable involving them very closely in the process. Um, but you can let them know what you're sensing, what you're needing. Okay. Maybe it's opportunity to grow or contribute in new ways. Maybe it's family needs, the need for more flexibility, whatever it might be. If you feel like you work with someone who is genuinely interested in your well-being, then you can involve them in that process. Okay. Ask them for advice from their own professional path. You can ask them, have you ever felt this way? You know, I'm starting to feel these things or think these things. Have you felt this way? If so, what did you do? Now for me, I did have that conversation with my administrators the year before resigning, but that was at a different school. Okay. It was, it was different administrators. I asked the principal, the assistant principal, the school counselor, and, and some coworkers. I'm starting to feel these things, notice these things, uh, feel a little restless, you know, wanting, like I'm, I'm feeling the itch. What, what have you felt this? What did you do? So, but again, I went to a different school, different grade level, trying to mix things up my last year. So that particular administrator wasn't in on that previous conversation, but it's good and it's healthy and it helps people feel entrusted in when you collaborate with them about, about your process. So again, you can ask them for advice. Now, sometimes they may be able to make some adjustments regarding your role that can help meet your needs. Okay. Maybe it's providing you with more opportunities for different things. Maybe it's more flexibility. Okay. During COVID, we saw some teachers had that option of, of teaching remotely. Okay. Maybe your administrator can make adjustments for whatever your needs are. Other times, like Bonnie Moore mentioned in one of the multiple episodes we've had with her, maybe your administrator can help you have growth opportunities in your community, along with being a teacher, that can then lead and lead to and set you up for success for new opportunities that you want ahead of you. Bridge building looks like capitalizing on your current employment circumstances to help lead into the next ones you want. Insider teachers like Sarah right now, she just spoke with her administrator a few weeks ago about what she was needing and what she's hoping to do next. Not only was her administrator supportive and excited, Sarah also went into the conversation having you know, spoken with me in one-on-ones and in our group coaching, she, she went into the conversation knowing what she wanted to ask her administrator to include in a letter of recommendation that's going to set her up for success with the future opportunities that she wants. And guess what? Her administrator was so excited for her and so supportive, right? It, it can be done. It is being done, Okay. Sarah's owning her own process and her own path 100%. She's leaning into it. She's building bridges. Okay. There's other things she, she's doing. I, I, could, I could mention multiple, but it's just awesome to see you guys. You're doing such great things. Bridge building can also look 
like talking with your administrator about opportunities in your current role that can help you prepare for future roles. And if talking with your administrator is not something you're comfortable with, you can also have the personal initiative to identify ways you can go about your current role to set you up for success with those future roles that you want to land. Okay, maybe maybe this next year of teaching, maybe you're going to have certain experiences training. Maybe it's at, at parent-teacher conferences, doing something for all of the parents that come before it all starts. Or maybe it's a faculty meeting. Okay, maybe you're going to have training experiences. Maybe you are going to take on certain responsibilities or have certain experiences that are going to allow you to put something on your resume. Okay, or maybe you're going to develop some curriculum or create certain portfolio pieces that you can include when you're applying to companies of what you're doing in your classroom because you're doing so much that's so, so good. Okay, so it's capitalizing on your current opportunities and employee relationships in a way that helps you open up the opportunities you want for your future. That's bridge building. All right, let's recap. We've discussed what to do and what not to do. We've talked about not doing the post and ghost strategy. We've talked about not going about it in a way like, it's not me, it's you. We've talked about how it can be good to have a positive peacemaker postcard, but it's even better or best to have a conversation and do some bridge building along with your letter of resignation. Okay, so we've discussed all that with good, better, best, and that collaborative process, setting you up for success with what you want in your future. If you are looking for more help, if you're not sure what to write, because a teacher just asked this week how to do this, how to resign effectively, again, we've added a new resource in our membership right now uh, that lets you know exactly what to say, how to say it. You can grab those letter of resignation templates. There are multiple to choose from. You can identify the one that works best with your scenario and circumstances. Simply grab and go about it in a way where you feel comfortable and confident with your letter of resignation and your, your process for that and the conversations that you can have for that. As always, you don't have to do this alone. And regardless of where you're at in the process, maybe you're just toying around with the idea of something for five years from now. Maybe you are just feeling the nudge really, really strongly right now. And you know that you need to be taking steps sooner rather than later. We are so here for you and we love supporting you on your path. If you're hopping on one of our multiple live career coaching calls this month in the membership, I will see you there or I'll see you in next week's episode. Okay. Have a great week. This episode may have ended, but connecting doesn't have to. Join us on Facebook or Instagram and get the support and inspiration you need in your personal educator path. If you're loving the podcast, help us spread the word, leave a review or screenshot the episode share it on social media, and be sure to tag us at Teacher Transition. Who knows, we may even feature what you share on our social media feed too. Until next time, teacher friends, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the upcoming episodes. Good luck with the great things you're up to right now, and keep looking forward to the amazing things to come.